You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hello and welcome to the Everything is Black and White podcast. Andrew Musgrove here. It's time for our match review. Newcastle have drawn 3-3 with Brentford up at St James's Park. They're still without a win this season. They are bottom of the Premier League. The gap to safety is five points and that will go to eight if Leeds United win tomorrow and it is their worst start to a campaign. But there were positives today. Uh, quite a few actually, especially in an attacking sense. And Eddie Howe, of course, who couldn't be at the stadium due to a positive COVID-19 test, I think would have been Pleased with what he saw attacking-wise, defensively, he was probably pulling out his hair. He was in touch with his staff throughout the game several times. You could see Jones and Tyndall, who were the men on the touchline, heading down the tunnel. And one fan joked with me that there might be a bat phone in there, an Eddie Howe bat phone, in which he's given the instructions out. Now, the goal scorers today, I'll talk through them and then we'll get into a bit of analysis. Jamal LaSalle's put Newcastle ahead after 10 minutes and Ivan Tony less than 75 seconds later, drew the scores level. It was then Michael Henry put Brentford ahead. Joe Linton then pulled it back. Jamal Lascelles then scored an own goal just after the hour mark. And then Alan Maximum with 15 minutes remaining drew the scores level. And in truth, Newcastle probably should have won this game. Joe Linton, who was excellent throughout, had a chance. He turned his defender and then he just fell to the floor. Half-hearted appeals for a penalty. I don't think it went to VAR. If it did, it didn't get awarded. And that was the moment, that was the game right there where you thought if he just managed to get a shot off, Newcastle probably would have been going home with all three points. If you do put that out of your mind, that incident with Joe Linton, he was man of the match, I think, for me, definitely. He was all over the pitch today, putting a foot in, some great passes. He was strong, he was energetic. It was his best performance I've seen from him in a Newcastle United shirt and the, the crowd really enjoyed what they saw and hopefully going forward we'll see more of that on a consistent basis but I really thought he was a standout performer and there were there were a few others who, who did quite well I thought John Shelby came into that side and we know he's a man who splits opinion but I thought he did he did alright Callum Wilson does what Callum Wilson did he didn't really uh, have too many chances he had one early on a header which I think everyone pretty much thought was in and it went agonisingly wide of the post, just wide. I thought everyone actually thought it was in and he was unfortunate not to score. He probably should have done, actually. But Brentford, they, they kind of dealt with him all right. In the first half, Newcastle couldn't deal with Ivan Tony. Obviously, he was returning to St James's Park and he was given, at times, Cher and Lascelles and Clark, the, the back three, the run around. In the second half, he contained him a bit more. But in the first half, he really did have the better of him. And we'll talk about that first goal because LaSalle scores a thunderous header, a great header. And they always say you're at your most vulnerable just after you've scored. And what happens in Newcastle, you know, switch off, Ivan Tony draws the scores level. He has a bit of a taunt at the Newcastle United fans. Obviously, like we say, they're returning to his club. But I think we saw in those 30 seconds the perfect summing up of Jamal LaSalle's. You know, I think he's a great captain but there's plenty of discussion to whether he should be Newcastle's first choice. 
you know, at centre-back, but who else have they got? And for the goal, he comes out and he, he tries to meet it in the air and he totally misses it. And eventually he falls to Tony, who fires straight through Caldaro. So Lascelles, while he did make a little mistake in the build-up, Caldaro should have saved it and it just goes through him. And that always seems to happen, doesn't it? When Martin Dubravka is back fit and ready to play and he's on the bench and he's watching on, it's happened before where Caldaro just makes a mistake and maybe makes the decision for the manager in that moment, and you would think, bearing in mind that mistakes just happened, he, Martin Dubravka might be back in the starting lineup against Arsenal on Saturday. I think a lot of people actually expect him to be back in the starting lineup the day after Dallas' performance today. You don't want to single anyone out by any stretch, but I think he maybe has made Eddie Howe's decision for him going forward. We've mentioned Julian, what a, what a fantastic game he had. Uh, Joe Willick, unfortunately, a bit quiet and you're hoping you can get the best out of him because obviously there's a great player in there. We saw that towards the end of last season. Newcastle ended up spending the whole budget on him in the summer, but we're yet to see the very best of him. We're yet to see the reasons Newcastle splashed out so much money in the summer, moved the goalpost to sign him. That was kind of the statement, wasn't it? I thought he was quite quiet there. I thought Brentford actually dealt with Alan St. Maximum all right. He had a few moments where he did get the better of them and he was running them and he was, you know, twisting and turning. Uh, but in, in large, I thought they handled St. Maximum all right. And I know I've criticised Lascelles there for that first goal. I actually thought in the second half he was much better. I thought he was actually really strong. It was one of his better performances of, of recent times. And I thought he handled Tony a bit better. To be fair, the, the battle was between Cher and Tony in the second half and Cher kind of just let Tony get the better of him. If they were having mind games there. I don't think many people would disagree and say Tony got the better of him. I did think Lascelles showed just why he's probably first choice out of all the centre-backs to be in you know, the starting line-up. In that second half, it was a much improved performance to the first. But Newcastle are in a bit of bother on the like you say, We've mentioned the league table there. We've mentioned the results around the league today. Watford beating Manchester United. Burnley drawn at Palace. Aston Villa beating Brighton 2-0. But the big one, obviously, Norwich. And it just makes that game against Norwich in a week uh, week on Tuesday, isn't it? It's a huge, huge game. But I do think there'll be enough there for Eddie Howe to work on. I think he'll be gunning for Arsenal. No pun intended there. I think he'll be looking to get at least a point out of that game. And then that gives you momentum going in the Tuesday and, and getting a win over Norwich, where they have to now definitely get a win over Norwich. You know, there's, there's no doubt about it. Another point would not be good enough. This point here against Brentford might prove to be the difference come May. But if Newcastle don't manage to win against Norwich, then the where do the wins come from? Like I said, there's definitely enough there to to build on. The fans were fantastic. One of the best atmospheres that I've seen and been part of for a very long time at St James' Park. The, the flag display was fantastic. But they never got on the backs of the players. And you always felt with the help of the fans. Every time Newcastle went behind that... You know, the fans cheering them on, they would get back into it. And the last 15 minutes after St Maximum scored was absolutely fantastic. It really, really was. The fans were loud, they were singing, they were cheering. And, you know, at the end, the players came around, they applauded the fans. And the fans in the corner there were full of voice. And, you know, that's really, really important, really, really special. You know, this is a new era and the fans are backing the players, the back of the new manager, the back of the new owners. And yes, still without a win, yes, bottom of the league, but the fans are not letting that affect them. They are just going to back these players until the very, very end. And 
like I say, I think a lot of people would have been positive with elements. A lot of improvements are needed, especially at the back. Ryan Fraser came off and showed what he can do. He set a balance at maximum for the the final equaliser with a, a fantastic ball into the box. Really was. And if Eddie Howe can get the best out of him on a consistent basis, Newcastle with Alan St. Maxman, Callum Wilson and Ryan Fraser on the pitch will be a very, very threatening prospect. But we've just got to try and get the best out of Ryan, Ryan Fraser. I think if Eddie Howe can, Fraser will probably be one of the first names on the team sheet alongside St. Maxman and Callum Wilson. So we saw glimpses there. Longstaff came off the bench. He looked a little rusty. He was giving the ball away. So improvement needed there. Like I've mentioned Shelby, I thought had a decent enough game. I thought Jacob Murphy looked quite good, actually, in that kind of wing-back role. His delivery going forward was, was spot on. One thing I did notice, and I thought Newcastle were guilty at times of holding on to the ball in the wide positions a little too much. I, I thought there was one or two times, at least, where they could have just whipped the ball in early and, and, and put a tantalising cross onto the head of Wilson but it didn't happen and maybe that's something we'll have to, we'll have to Eddie Howe will have to work on going forward but I think in large yeah some positive elements of the game we've mentioned the weakness at the back we knew whoever would come in whether it be Eddie Howe or Unai we would have to that would be their biggest issue would be the defence to, to go up until January window trying to show up the defence and it's proved it's just reaffirmed that day really the performance conceding three against Brentford not good enough you do wonder how Eddie Howe can, can fix that because he's only got the players he can work with I wasn't overly impressed with Cher will Fernandez come in uh, maybe Isaac Hayden will he come, come in and maybe play centre back you know there are options I don't think any of those options are the first one on the you know on the on the list by any means. The January window is the is is what people are aiming for to get in a, a strong centre back to to put a bit of speed in, into the back line. And if you're going to play out as well to to get a defender in who can play out for the back, Newcastle don't have that, and it's very nervous when you watch them trying to play out for the back. They got away with it for the for most part today, but against the better sides, sides who are a bit better at pressing and closing them down, it's a very risky strategy. When no disrespect to those players, you haven't got the players who can play out for, from the back. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens going forward. But that is the issue Eddie Howe will need to sort is that defence, shore it up until January, get some additions in that can, can, can fix the issue and go forward from there. But tonight, Newcastle, unfortunately, bottom of the Premier League, still without a win, but some positives to be had. Please head over to chronicalive.co.uk to keep a date with all the latest Newcastle United news.